everybody. Welcome to this mini movie review. This review is on 2018's Summer of 84. I'm going to get a lot of this information off Wikipedia. Let's talk about it. So Summer of 84 is a 2018 Canadian horror mystery film. Ooh, mystery. I wonder if I can solve the mystery. Directed by Francois Simard, Enoch Wissel, and Joanne Carl Wissel, and written by Matt Leslie and Stephen J. Smith. This film stars a bunch of people I do not really know. So I will name them now. Uh, it stars Graham Vercher, Judah Lewis, Caleb Emery, Corey Gruder Andrew, Jason Gray Stanford, Tara Scovi, and Rich Summer. I'm sure I pronounced some of those wrong. I apologize. Uh, so yeah, so Summer of 84. I've heard that it was good. I've heard that it's interesting, different, things like that. So I'm excited to see it. It was released to the Sundance Film Festival January 22nd, 2018, and then released to the United States August 10th, 2018. It had a limited release in theaters in the United States. It runs 106 minutes. It also has some dark humor in it, which is always fun. It's nice to have that sometimes in a movie. Apparently, according to Wikipedia, many call it one of the best horror films of 2018. I will see about that. I'm going to go check out 2018's Summer of 84, and I'll be back to let you know what I think. And I'm back. I watched 2018's Summer of 84. So I did it again where I messed up someone that was in the movie The Babysitter. I had done it recently when I reviewed Ready or Not. I didn't realize Samara Weaving or Samara Weaving <laughs> was in it. And this time, and when I said the name Judah Lewis, I was like, that sounds kind of familiar, but some of these, these names aren't really popping out at me. So as I'm watching it, I'm like, okay, that guy looks kind of familiar. So... Judah Lewis, like the year or two before, played Cole from The Babysitter, the, the young boy that's in it. Compared to The Babysitter and Summer of 84, his roles are very different. And it was interesting to see how it plays out and how he plays them. Like, I didn't notice him at first because it was different. So it was kind of fun to see that. He's a good actor. I mean, he's only like 19 now. Character in here is not super likable. Like, he's supposed to be like the tough guy. But he does come from like a bad family and stuff. So like, it's that kind of thing. But he had a lot of good like one-liners that were kind of funny. So I recognized him. And then I recognized the guy who played Mr. Mackey or Officer Mackey. So I did know some people. So I started this movie and I noticed like, it's not super 80s to me, which is fine. I'm not that worried about it. I mean, they had like the whole like milk carton missing child thing, which is kind of part of the movie anyway. And then they made a lot of references and things. And like, they still had like a house phone, like a landline, which not as many people have anymore. And then they had, they had like a bunch of other references to like Close Encounters and Gilligan's Island and the Hardy Boys, which is kind of something similar to what they're doing in the movie anyway, because they're trying to solve this mystery of this killer that's been running around in their town and kidnapping and murdering like boys around their age. So it's these four kids who are, well, they're 15. But of course, it's the whole thing of like, they're like super horned up 15 year old boys. You got Davey, who's the main guy. And then you got the tough guy who's Judah Lewis. And then you got like kind of the nerdy kid. And then you got Woody, who for all intents and purposes is, I guess you would call the fat kid. Like he's kind of like chubby and things like that. So you got like the four of them, right? 
and Davy gets it in his head that the guy that he delivers newspapers to, Officer Mackey, who has known him before he was born, may be serial killer murder guy, right? This guy who's been kidnapping boys and stuff. And he's trying to prove it. So he tries to get his guy friends in to help him solve this mystery. They want to figure out Mr. Mackey's schedule. And like all the four boys live in the same like cul-de-sac area. So they can all like go to each other's houses really easily. So they come up with this plan with like walkie-talkies and stuff. And they run around and like follow Mr. Mackey. And this part really reminded me of the burbs when the guys were like doing reconnaissance on the neighbors and stuff. The the cold was it the Colpex? I think that was their last name in the burbs. And it really reminded me of that, like them running around. So they get this guy's schedule. So they have Mackie's schedule, like what time he wakes up, when he eats dinner, when he goes for a night run. They've noticed that he's been getting a lot of soil for his garden, like an, like an inordinate amount of soil where like, you're like, what's he doing, you know? So they're thinking he's hiding bodies. There's also this side character, Nikki, who used to be Davy's babysitter. She's now like 18, heading off to college. You find out her parents are getting divorced. He can see into her bedroom window. There's all that kind of stuff. Like there's a lot of talk about boobs and women and, you know, jokes about like, oh, I slept with your mom last night and that kind of thing. And they have like a clubhouse up in it, you know, that they have in the backyard. And so it's all that kind of stuff. So Davy has this huge crush on Nikki. He's 15, she's like 18. I do like that it doesn't really go anywhere. Like it kind of does, but it's like they both, or at least she respects the boundaries of their age and the fact that she, she it's similar to the babysitter where they were friends. I mean, she just didn't end up being in like a satanic cult, like in the babysitter, but there's a part where like they start kind of hanging out more, like Nikki starts hanging out around Davy more, which is weird because for me, Nikki's character seems to just pop in and out of the plot for like just whatever reason. At first it was like, oh, Nikki's so cool and all this stuff. And then she's gone. And then she just kind of shows up again. And you think like it's fake, almost like a dream the way it happens. And then she'd leave and then she'd pop back up again to the point where his friends were like, you've been hanging out with Nikki, really? You know? So there's this funny joke where, uh, I mean, I guess it's not that funny, but they're all sitting up in the clubhouse and Davy's like, oh yeah, I need to go see that new Gremlins movie, which is fun because it's supposed to be 1984, you know, the Gremlins. And the one guy's like, well, why don't you take Nikki and she could find out what happened when your mogwai gets wet or something like that. Or when she, something like, something kind of crude like that. And I was like, okay. This movie also kind of reminded me, it was definitely like the burbs mixed with Disturbia kind of thing. It's more this kid is trying to make everyone believe that this is really happening. I was kind of trying to decide if I wanted a red herring or not. There really is no red herring. They think it's Mr. Mackey. It's Mr. Mackey. So it's just more a matter of this kid trying to get everyone to believe him, especially his parents and things like that. So it's kind of frustrating. Like it's fun like that. The boys try to put this walkie talkie in Mr. Mackey's like rose bush or hedge or whatever. So he's back at his house looking across the street with binoculars. And when he's looking through the window to see into Mackey's place, Mr. Mackey's looking back at him with binoculars. And he's like, oh my God, you know, and he ducks down. And when he looks back up, the curtain's closed, but the walkie talkie is on the side of the wind, like the ledge of the window. And I'm like, ooh, that's a nice touch. Like, he's just like, I know what you're doing. I see this. But then he also would act like real friendly to his parents and like almost too friendly to some of the neighborhood kids like that weren't really part of the movie. Like a lot of the kids run around in this neighborhood. They like to, especially the older kids, they like to play a game at night called Manhunt. And in Manhunt, it's like a hide and seek game with flashlights kind of thing. So they run around playing all that. But there's other times where like Mackie will get them, he'll get like these kids like popsicles and stuff and like watch them play hockey. And it's not, that's not a big deal. It's just the way he does, it's kind of creepy. 
So as it gets towards the end, his parents find out that the four boys have been following Mackie and figuring out, trying to figure this stuff out. And of course they don't believe him. Davy's dad makes all the boys go over to Mr. Mackie's and apologize. And it's, it's uncomfortable. You're like, oh, this is embarrassing. So no one believes him. So even the boys, like his other guy friends are like, you know what? We should just stop. We're going to get in trouble. It's, it's already getting weird. You know, like just to stop. Davy convinces Nikki and Woody to get a video camera and go down to Mackie's basement. So Mackie's at this like police thing. They found out he was using the soil for some garden project out there. So they're like, oh no, like it's probably not real. Like it wasn't him. While they're all like watching him and he's gone and Mackie's gone away from the house, they take a video camera, Woody, Davy, and Nikki. They head downstairs to the basement. They find that there's like a reincarnation of Mr. Mackie's old childhood bedroom. And then in the closet, there's like a bathtub with like a decaying body and this other young 16 year old or something that was been taken and tied up down there. So they save him. They take this videotape to the cops in Mackie's precinct and they're, they do believe him. They're like, oh my gosh. So they go to go find Mackie. They can't find him. So they're all at the cop station and then Nikki like gives Davy a little kiss like, real quick. It was like, hey, thanks. My parents are getting divorced, but they have seemed to hug each other tonight, which was nice. So thank you. So it's kind of cute. Like they have like an, it's like a cute thing. But what's funny is after this, Davy's being driven home by his parents. His mom has like tears in her eyes and the dad is just like dumbfounded because they're both just like, how could we have not have believed our child? He was right all along. He saved some boy's life. It's like right now would be the time for Davy to ask for like a pony or a car or anything like that because it's going to happen. So they get back to the house. Woody stays the night. He has an alcoholic mother who's also working like double shifts and stuff. So there's a whole thing with that. I also liked how the friends... The four boys kind of like, even though they made fun of each other, they still backed each other up with a lot of things, like their own deep fears that they had. So that was kind of fun and kind of sweet. So they get back to the house and everyone goes to sleep. And they're like, it's fine. The cops are outside looking at the other house. Like we're safe. So then it gets real quiet and dark. And you're like, well, where is this Mackie guy? Is he under the bed? Is he in the, in the closet? Where is he? And then there's this great tense shot where like it shoots to the hallway and the stairs from the attic come down. And I was like, oh... Because I'm like, where is this going? There's still like 20 minutes left in the movie. And it seems like they got him, right? So it starts coming down. And I'm like, that that happens. There have been stories of people, just people walking, like hanging out in your attic or your crawl space and coming out while you're at work and then hiding the rest of the day. Like the, it happens, I think. So he's been up there the whole time, right? So he comes down. He chloroforms Davy and Woody. Somehow gets them into the car. Because like I said, Woody's kind of a bigger guy. Chloroform, he did hold it onto their mouth longer than normal and I see in the movie. But I think it takes at least like five minutes, but still, fine. They're knocked out. So they come to, they're in the car with Mackie and they're like, oh my god. So Mackie takes them to the woods, some wood, wooded area, where he hides his bodies. Like he kind of like breaks them down with sodium hydroxide and then like throws them out here, right? So he sets them free and he's like, we're going to play manhunt. And they're like, lovely. So they're running around in the dark. Woody and him get separated. Woody tries to make a dash for the car. And Davy's like got his back turned. And then at one point he gets his ankle sliced. Like the, not really the tendon cut, but like it's pretty decent cut, which is gross. So Woody's trying to get to the car to get out of there. And then Mr. Mackey jumps on him and slices his throat, which was gross and sad. I was like, oh, Woody didn't make it. He was a good guy. Now it's a showdown between like Mackey and Davy, right? So they catch up with each other. And I've never really seen this in a movie that I can think of. The guy playing Mr. Mackey really kind of goes off the deep end and he's holding Davy's head and he's like, he's got his head right to him, right? And it's really tense. And he's like, I so want to kill you, but you have been putting so much thought into me. I want you to continue to think about me. So he like threatens, he's like, 
you'll always be looking over your shoulder wondering where I'm at and I'll be around and you'll never know when I'll strike and when you least expect it, I'll be there and I'm gonna kill you. But he just says it like a lot more menacingly than I just did. Damn, Mackie, you cold. Whew, God, this kid is 15. So then he just leaves and we don't know where Mackie goes. So Davy just drags his leg down the road until he crumbles and some guy picks him up. His parents meet him in a hospital, they're freaking out. They show Davy like curled up in a ball crying, like he's got emotional and trauma problems with all this. And it's like, I hope they get him some therapy and I hope maybe Mackie isn't really gonna stalk him for the rest of his life, I don't know, but it sounded like he was going to. And then it just cuts to later, like it, it cuts to a little bit of time later. Davy's back doing his paper out, his ankles all bandaged up, which I feel like that would be painful to ride a bike like that, but okay. They still can't find Mackie. It's on like the newspaper clipping headline that he's still at large. The treehouse gets taken down. Everyone's just moving on. That's how it ends. And I'm like, whew. I mean, it is kind of dark, but I do wish they would have caught him. But I mean, I, I get like the whole at large thing. Maybe they'll make a sequel. I don't know. I mean, it was pretty well acted. Plot was okay. It had some good tension and things like that. I liked it. Was it one of the best horror movies of 2018? No. Two movies I reviewed from 2018 were better than this, at least in my opinion. And that would be The Perfection and Hereditary. It was still good. I'd give it a whirl. I'd give it a check out. So uh, if I had to rate 2018's Summer of 84 out of Walkie Talkies, I am going to give it six and a half Walkie Talkies out of ten. And that is my review of 2018's Summer of 84. Check it out. Thank you for downloading and listening to this mini movie review.